This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Beronius. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. You always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com, and you're welcome to join me live for these sessions over Zoom. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. Okay, so been talking about the spiritual ego and how the ego, how the spiritual ego is just another version of the ego mind. The spiritual ego is not very different from a non-spiritual ego. It's just a different iteration of it that has adapted some spiritual beliefs a spiritual blueprint that we're now supposed to live up to image of perfection of how we should be, how we should behave. And we've looked at some clues or some signs to how it might be operating both in spiritual bypassing when it takes us when it pulls us away from being with the parts of us that it doesn't like, that it's still afraid of. And, you know, sometimes it just keeps showing up as judgments about ourselves, about other people and how they should live. And the spiritual ego can show up in so many different forms in the same in the same patterns as our characters have been playing, but they just now like adapting to this new idea of who we should be. So we've looked at some clues to that. And then we've also talked about in the, in the most recent episode about the shadow self, like kind of what's hiding underneath the ego mind. What's, what's hiding underneath the spiritual ego. Even when we think we might, you know, we think we're dissolving that. We think we're becoming better people. And, you know, we we might be. We might be kinder and feel more gratitude and acceptance. But the question is, is there something that this new image of perfection is trying to keep hidden? And that is what we in the last episode called the, the shadow self. So the shadow going into the underworld of all the parts of us, you know, the part that's, that's, that's part of the animal, part of being a human and everything else that the ego has kind of thrown in there and said, this is not welcome. This is not good. So those are some things that we have been exploring and looking at. And I want to mention a few things about if you're interested in, if you feel called to like, okay, well, how do I dissolve this spiritual ego? Can I get rid of it? Like, how does that work? And one of the points that I'm kind of making with these these series is to say, it's not a big deal that you have an ego. It's not a big deal that you have a spiritual ego. It's kind of part of the package. It's what helps us navigate the world. It's part of being human. But the question is, how do you relate to it? 
Do you believe what it's saying? Are you listening to its voice and believing it's you speaking? Or can you rest in that observer and see all this going on inside of your being? See the mind, see the ego mind do its thing. Seeing the emotions doing what they're doing. Seeing the physical body, the nervous system, you know, everything that we are. So the question is not so much like the ego's got to go because that's usually another part of the ego speaking (laughs) and saying that shouldn't be here. Having an ego doesn't fit with the image of ourselves as spiritual. (laughs) That's also a question to ask yourself, like, okay, who is it that wants to get rid of it? But to keep moving out from the identification with the ego, like this, belief that you are it it's what you're already doing in the self-mastery community with the self-mastery practices and i would and these are not the only things but i want to mention three things that are important in there and one is of course awareness it's like the warrior skill the warrior weapon to everything that's kind of playing underneath the surface bring it into the light of awareness since what we've been trying to do in these podcast episodes too huh of like okay let's look at it let's see how it can be operating how the spiritual ego can be operating so it's bringing it into awareness that you that you look for it, that you observe it, that you question the voices that are showing up, that are telling you things. And I want to invite you to kind of reflect or ponder upon the difference between awareness, a deeper sense of awareness, and when it might look like we have awareness, but it's another character speaking. So for example, Um, this is something that I hear a lot. Oh, I know I'm judging myself. I shouldn't be doing that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm doing that thing. I know I'm letting myself down or I know I'm, you know, and just feel into for a moment for yourself. Like, can you remember how a time when you say that? And when it's more coming from a different part of your ego mind saying, yeah, 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 I know I'm doing that. I shouldn't be doing it. And the difference between more um, factual awareness about it, like I see it. I see this happening. I'm aware of it happening. Because you characters can kind of use that awareness in a way and, and mm, to feel like we're in control, to feel like, well, yeah, don't tell me that I don't know about this side of myself. Uh, see, see, I know about it. <laughs> so you can't, you can't be down on me or tell me or criticize me for doing it. 
here, I'm saying it first. I'm mentioning it first. I know I'm doing it, but there's often like, I know I shouldn't be doing it. A judgment about it. While that true awareness or true awareness, but a different perspective that's not within the character's game. It's to simply see it. So what you're doing when you're practicing the third person writing, when you're doing your journaling, like when you're driving in your car and you're observing the thoughts that's going on in your mind, like, hmm, they are saying this about me, about other people. What's behind that? I'm being curious about it. Is it fear? Asking the curious questions. So that's, that's, that's number one, awareness. And there are, you know, a hundred different ways of bringing it into awareness, but journaling is fantastic. And just observing your mind and stepping into that observance saying like, what thoughts are going on today? And even, even if, you know, no one can track the whole day, but, you know, like for the coming 10 minutes while I'm driving, while I'm out for the walk, while I'm cooking, I'm going to observe what's going on inside of me. And when you practice it that way, it will automatically become more available to you to do that also when a reaction is going on or when you're in the middle of a conversation and you're like, what happened there? What assumptions, what conclusions did my mind draw? Okay, so number one solving the spiritual ego or more stepping out of identification with it awareness observe what it's doing understand what it's doing and then number two is one of my favorites honesty and we can even say slash confessions and we use this a lot you know in the work that we're doing and in, in the work that we're doing in the community and in the group calls and things like that, of just, hey, <laughs> let it off your chest. Instead of carrying it, instead of having a shame around that this is going on inside of your head, say it out loud. Like, this is happening. My mind is doing this. Because again, it's not about, it's not about that it's you, that that m- means something about if you're a good person or not. It simply tells you what your mind is doing. It simply shows a program. It simply shows the programming of your mind. So you being honest about it and confessing, it's very powerful because Now you're doing something opposite to what the ego mind wants you to do. The ego mind wants you to like, keep this hidden. Don't admit that this is going on. Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And instead, when you say it, you say, yeah, my mind did that. I just had a judgmental thought, or I just had a made a judgmental comment or whatever it is. Like, yeah, this is my, how my mind works right now how it's been programmed to work. And it also works in a many different ways, in many other ways. 
But now you're doing something opposite from the mind and already there you're disrupting that kind of program. The mind says, don't speak about this. Don't confess to having these thoughts. Don't confess to um, being this kind of horrible person. But when we say it, it's we're taking away the shame. We're not agreeing on the story of shame. So that's number two. And I'll say number three, to step out of the identification with the spiritual ego or with the ego mind overall. And maybe especially with the spiritual ego. (laughs) And that's usually because the spiritual ego is often, uh, you know, a later iteration of the ego mind. It's something that gets developed a while into the work, when we think we got things figured out, when we feel we got answers. So it's usually not the first iteration of it. But then what the spiritual ego is trying to avoid, like we talked about in the last, in the most recent episode, is the shadow self. Like all the things that that it doesn't want us to, to be that it doesn't want us to do, that doesn't fit that image of our spiritual selves, which might be our anger, our jealousy, our insecurity, our anxiety, our depression, us just being frustrated and down and having a bad day, us not practicing, us not doing our, you know, meditation or journaling or our mantra singing or headstanding or whatever it is that it's decided that you need to do, that you need to fit into. All those things it's trying to like, no, 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 don't ever confess to having a bad day, being anxious, not doing your practices. So number three, is to, again, go against that, to disrupt that and say, I'm going to be as welcoming as I can be of my shadow self. All the uncomfortable emotions that were like, I should be over that by now. I've done so much work. Or, yeah, the anxiety that shows up or, or the stress, whatever it is. How welcoming can you be of all of that? Because when you are, you again, you're stepping out of the program from the ego mind, from the spiritual ego saying, oh, we, we, don't, we don't want anything to do with that. That should just go away. Let's breathe our way out of it and, and hope it's gone by the time we come out of our meditation or our walk or our run, going for a run or whatever it is. But so when you disrupt that and instead you welcome it, you're again not believing in the story of the, of the ego mind. You're taking a different action. And now what you're doing, you're reversing the flow that I talked about in episode 11. Like you're taking the kind of a love the heart and the awareness and that that kind of spiritual idea, divine consciousness. And you're also, you're bringing it down into the body, into the shadow selves, into 
all the stored anger and, and the emotions down in our lower energy centers. So while we often take, you know, as I described, our moving truck and we move out of the lower energy centers and we say, well, I never want to be there again. It was, I was suffering. I was a victim. I was depressed, like was anxious, all of that. We take our moving trucks and we move up because like, oh, I, I, I can meditate now and I can be in my heart and I can feel gratitude and I can shift my emotions and I can shift my state of mind. And like, I'm moving up to the top floor in the building here. But often what we need to do when we have gained those skills, when we have practiced them, is to bring them back down again. We need to bring that light, that awareness, that divine consciousness back down into our bodies. So welcoming welcoming the shadow can, I mean, you can have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> and that's usually what I try to do because then it's it's easier to do it. Um, if we make it hard work, the mind's going to resist. So why not make it fun? And, and a lot of these things that I'm going to mention are things that we do in, in being me, the mastermind, for example. And one simple way is in your, if you do daily journaling or regular journaling is to, when you mention these parts, when you mention the characters, that you're noticing being there, that you actually just write and say, I see you and you're so welcome here. So when we talk about our judge or we talk about the hurt child or the insecurity that's showing up and we're journaling about it, just putting that down there, you're welcome here. I see you and you're welcome here. Just repeating that to yourself. It will start changing the pattern of rejection of it. And another thing that's, I mean, incredibly powerful that goes right to the, to the core of it is, of course, to be willing to and practice feeling all the uncomfortable emotions. I think it's somewhere, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I wrote it somewhere in some of these articles. It's, it's in a way, the question is, how willing are you to feel pain? What is your willingness level to go there into the underworld? Open that door into the dark basement and say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to meet these fears that the mind has about feeling these emotions because this is, again, it's not you being afraid. It's the mind. It's part of the mind that have formed beliefs around feeling the emotions. So instead of running away from the anxiety from this place and at disclosure, like this wouldn't work if we're still down there in a victim perspective. If when we're, we're just dwelling, we're just indulging in the anxiety or the depression and we're believing the story around it. But this is kind of full circle. 
when you've gone up here and you're said, oh, I can experience other things and I'm not my mind and I'm not these characters and I'm not the stories and I don't believe them as much anymore. Well, now you can bring that acceptance and that love that you've been connecting to back down to the shadow parts of you. So that willingness to feel pain is, of course, from this perspective, from the perspective of you as the observer, of, the, of you as divine consciousness, bringing all the power of the upper energy centers down to the shadow side self. So instead of running away from the pain, we're like, okay, let's be willing to meet it. Let's be willing to feel it. And to the mind, this is so counterintuitive. It's like, what? <laughs> Wasn't that what I was trying to get away from? <laughs> Wasn't that what I wanted to fix? Am I going to go feel it now? Yeah, because the fact is that the truth is that when we're trying to avoid it, that's when it persists. That's when it stays stuck. So the more the, the mind, the ego mind is trying to suppress these parts of us in a way the louder they need to speak they're going to keep knocking at the door and like hey can you hear me i'm here can you hear me i got a message and the fear is often that we'll get stuck in it we'll get stuck in depression and anxiety and security and anger will take us over and that's why we need to navigate that in a you know, in a, in a good balanced way. And knowing that that's a story that the mind is telling also. So that needs to be navigated by you. Like, okay, how much is that by setting, you know, a timer of, okay, I'm going to allow myself to feel anger for, for, for two minutes. And I'm going to put on my boxing gloves and I'm going to put on that music track. And I'm just going to do it for two minutes and then, whew, okay. But feeling all the emotions that the ego mind is scared about, that is big medicine. And the third thing that I want to mention about welcoming the shadow, and this is, this is, a little next level stuff, <laughs> but it's actually to see if you can find pleasure in the shadow because the ego mind has been so busy saying that's bad. That's bad. That means you're a bad person. And with that, you again divided yourself in half and you said, this is desirable. This is undesirable. And those expressions, those experiences have not been allowed to be had, to be felt. And I experience life as wanting to be experienced. So when you block an experience and when you say, no, 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 don't feel this. No, 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 to anxiety. No, 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 to anger. It's, it's unresolved. It remains unsatisfied in there. 
And it, that experience just wants to be had. It just wants to be felt, acknowledged. So when you do, when you connect with the observer, when you connect, practice connecting with divine consciousness inside of you, you're stepping out of that identification with the mind and, and with that, all the labels that the mind has put onto, like anxiety, not good to feel. You should, we should be afraid of it. It's a terrible emotion. It, it, it says this and this and this about you. When you just take that away and there's the pure experience, the pure experience of the emotion itself is usually not scary at all. And it's usually not far away from other emotional states or emotions and, and experiences, sensations that we have labeled as good. You know, people say pleasure and pain, not that far away. Crying and laughing, not that far away. So start to experience these bad, in quotation marks, these uncomfortable emotions beyond that old labeling and just experiencing them as experience itself. Can you even find pleasure in having that big cry in feeling rage in your body? Is that so far away from feeling pleasure, from being excited, from being happy? So those are three things to kind of consider, ponder with dissolving the ego or stepping out of the identification with it, bringing awareness, seeing what's going on, observing the honesty and the confessions, saying it out loud, taking away that layer of shame and that welcoming of the shadow. I'm going to see if there's any questions in the chat here. And meanwhile, I'll also love to hear from you, like your biggest takeaways from listening to the, um, these episodes about the spiritual ego. If there was something in there that stood out for you or that would like, mm, this is big, this is helpful, this is uh, moving me in a direction, or this was surprising. So I'm curious to hear about that. Share in the chat or raise your hand. Okay, let's see. So Norm is asking, is awareness of our ego best described as simple acknowledgement or acceptance? Is there a difference between acknowledgement and acceptance? Yeah, I would say you can feel into this yourself, but I would say acknowledgement happens first. And then there's the reaction to the fact that you're seeing it. So acknowledgement is kind of, yeah, you're here. And then what happens? I see this, I'm aware of it, and I don't like it. <laughs> I see this, I'm aware of it. It's welcome. It's okay. I see this, I'm aware of it. I'm loving it. You see the different kind of routes it can take after the acknowledgement. And that's, yeah, what the ego mind might be doing. It's like, yeah, 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 I see that it's here. Um, 
we're not going to bother about that. And now I've said it. So no one can criticize me for not knowing about it. So yeah, acknowledgement, then acceptance. But I think that's why I use the word awareness, because in a way that's bigger for me. That word is bringing something up from our unconscious, an unconscious automated automated pattern, and we bring it into our awareness in a way that's something that happens more from the observer for me than the mind. I think that's why I use that word. You can observe this chain yourself. Acknowledgement and then what? Yeah, norm. Yeah, so I'm I'm just trying to make that distinction in my own mind to be able to say, okay, so um, yes, I see it. But then what do I do with it then? And can I be comfortable with it? <laughs> Accepting however you want to characterize it. Uh, and yeah, and just and just be with it. Yeah. And I would say first step is to actually just observe the initial reaction, you, you know, when you acknowledge it. So instead of trying it, trying to make it be anything else, you're just like, okay, it's here. Now let me observe what the mind wants to say about that. It wants to push it away. It maybe want to be upset about it. You want to be frustrated about it. So just observing that. That is bringing a whole other level of awareness to the whole structure and not just the initial, but you're like bringing the whole root system <laughs> up into the light. And, and yeah. And Eddie was asking earlier, so we meet the dark side or shadow cells with awareness and just feel it without analyzing it. However you want to do it. <laughs> so I would say, you know, with with some things, you know, the mind wants to understand and it wants to build the picture of our unconscious. It's like, what's been going on here? Why is this program put into place? And we we want to understand it. But if we only if the only thing we're doing is analyzing, <laughs> yeah, then we're skipping the feeling part. <laughs> but sure, if you want to analyze it, if you want to map it, and like, okay, I understand it better now. But it's not necessary. But but again, I don't want to put judgment on analyzing. It's like, oh, that, that's bad. We shouldn't be doing that. It's like, of course we can like we have this tool, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and we can use it to grow understanding and, and, and build the map. But the important part is to feel the emotions. I mean, emotions wants to be felt. If we're just writing about them on a piece of paper and, and are analyzing them only, their message has not been delivered. Their message has not been received. So befriending these emotions that we once tried to run away from is a lot what this journey is about. Yeah, and Nina is commenting, the danger in analyzing might be that we slip into story and identification. 
yeah, that that can definitely happen because now we're operating from the mind more, and the mind might step into its old tractor tracks, into its old neural pathways, and start playing an old record and say, hey, this is bad, and this is this, and yeah. But that's when we journal or when we mind map or however you want to do it. Um, Yeah, to make sure that you're observing your own thoughts in there, that you keep putting what's being said inside your head onto the paper. And now this reaction shows up, and now it's got an opinion about that reaction. And now there's a second opinion about the first opinion. Like, okay, there's a whole chain. There's a whole train. And keep putting things on there. So more doing that analyzing or that mapping from the observer. Maybe even look at the, the intent with the analyzing. Who is it that, want, that wants to analyze? Yeah, so Eddie's saying, isn't the analyzing actually the spiritual ego? It all depends on the the intent behind it. Like, we can use our mind. The more we unidentify with the mind and we can feel divine consciousness or different dreams just kind of flowing through us without... it's, It's like that analogy of the projector and the film going through it, and the screen that is being projected upon. Either you believe you are the film, the filter in front of it. So what's being played on the screen is what you believe yourself to be. That's what you believe your life to be. That's what you identify with. Or you identify with the light coming through the projector and see that the filter, the film can change. You can put anything in front of there and the light will bring different dreams, different experiences into life, depending on what's in front of it, what's being filtered through. So, I mean, analyzing doesn't have to be the spiritual ego. Analyzing can be, okay, I'm a, I want to bring, I want to bring awareness to this. But I think the, 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 the question is, what's the intent behind it? Is it, oh, I'm doing this. What's the motivation? I'm doing this to be a good student. <laughs> I'm doing this to be my spiritual self so I can evolve or, or tell everyone in the class tomorrow that I've done my homework. They, yeah, there can be different motivations behind the analyzing. So it's often not the action itself that's ever a problem. But it's when you don't look at the motivation, the intent behind it. So the same action you know, staying at your job or leaving your job, staying in the relationship, leaving the relationship. It's not so much about the outcome, the action itself. It's like, what's behind it? 
because usually all those options can be okay. It's what's driving it, what's driving behind it. More questions, thoughts, sharings. Um, I would like to share about um, this podcast, why I find them so helpful. Please. Because I, I um, noticed listening to them that I, I also stuck with the spiritual ego and the judge. And I didn't notice that I'm, or that the parts is, are um, um, rejecting the, the feelings, the judge. For example, these bad days or good days, bad days. Um, I already have the, the judge who was, or the part that was afraid when having a good day. Who now I have a good day, and tomorrow there there will probably be a bad day, and was already afraid of losing a good day. So yeah, um, and then when there was next day really a bad day or not that good, it was still a good day, but not as good as before. Mm-hmm. So the judge already began to criticize. Huh, you are not doing well, and. I didn't notice that rejection. Um, um, and when I journaled, I also come to conclusion that probably the bad day was even worse because of this judge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it wasn't so bad to begin yes. with, but now yes. we're adding layers and judgment yes. and stories about it. Yes, and I, I didn't... Um, came to idea to just listen to it. I was somehow rejecting this part and I, I wasn't aware of it. And when listening to this podcast, I realized, oh yes, I could do, do just that, be present with it, listen to it. What it has to say, and that's, that's all what you can do. Um, and that was really helpful. So, and also to somehow to comfort me that I'm still on the right track, not what judge is saying all the time. You know, you should do more of this, more of that. Um, so it's helpful for me. Uh, thank you for doing it. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing that and, and, and taking the opportunity to, do, to make the confession. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for providing it. <laughs> You're welcome. It's- yeah, it's exactly, it's, it's, it's clever. You have to kind of admire it. <laughs> yeah, it's very smart, as you said. How it morphs, how it's upgraded yeah. itself. Like, okay, if we mm-hmm. would keep telling the same story, like, it wouldn't hook us. It wouldn't get us on the hook. Like, no, we would, like, no, that's the old version of me. I don't believe that anymore. So it needs to find a story that's like, oh, ooh. I got him. (laughs) And it takes us time to realize, okay, that's another voice. That's another story that's being told. But this is how, this is how the evolution happens. This is how the, how we grow. It ups its game 
we need to up our game. <laughs> so we have a great, you know, sparring partner. Yes, <laughs> the best one. It's all in here. <laughs> we don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We have it with us all the time. The master, the guru, you know, that we need to learn from is right inside. Thank you, Primoz. Okay. Then I think I want to finish with saying that like three big takeaways with this for me, there was realizations that I've had along the way that I wanted to share with you kind of to summarize this, this theme of the spiritual ego and spiritual bypassing is one that the spiritual ego is not, it's no different from the ego mind. It's not better or worse to have one. It's, you know, it's normal. It's just a label, a word that I'm using here to show the example of, show that pattern of the ego morphing and upgrading itself into different iterations. And a common iteration of it is a spiritual ego. And it can be tricky to see it because it looks like, well, this is what we wanted all along, isn't it? To feel grateful and accepting and, and doing all these good things for myself. So that's number one. Spiritual ego is not different from any from the ego mind, but it can be harder to track. But it will also have you evolve and get smarter, better at seeing it when you start seeing it. Yeah, which is combined with number two, the, 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 the ego mind morphs and upgrades. Like that's that's seeing that and taking the, the spiritual ego as an example of that. Now you're becoming smarter. Now you can track and observe it better the next time it morphs. And I think number three is that Willingness to feel pain instead of escaping from it. Like realizing that the mind has been saying, telling stories, your characters have been telling stories about the uncomfortable emotions. So is there one seed I want to plant is, are they true? Something that you might take with you away from this session is journal. And dream into what, what is the mind telling you about? What is it rejecting right now? What kind of emotions are not okay to have? What kind of days are not okay to have? What is not okay to feel? What is a bad day? What is a good day? So, and just look at those stories and see them and ask yourself, are they true? Maybe they used to be at one point. Are they anymore? And could you, could you be willing to bring that love and that acceptance and that welcoming to some of the parts of you that the mind has kept rejecting and putting down? Having a bad day, can you love it? <laughs> can you welcome a bad day? bad day in quotation mark as 
as much as a good day. Can you welcome having the experience of anxiety as much as you welcome the experience of feeling joy and happiness? Because they're all emotions. Thank you for listening. Do you want to tune in live with me over video next week? Then head over to selfmasteryandbeyond.com for instructions. And if this was helpful to you, I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.